Welcome to another episode of the Carlos Inspire Show. Today we're going to be talking about a very, very unique topic. I have a special surprise guest. We're going to discuss about the good, the bad, and the ugly of cryptocurrency. Did you guys know that $1.9 billion was stolen by hackers last year? $1.9 billion, ladies and gentlemen, was stolen in crypto, just like that. The year of 2020 was witnessed an impressive growth of the entire crypto market, which many investors turned into digital coins as a sort of value amid the COVID-19 crisis. However, more money flowing through digital exchanges created an opportunity for malicious hackers and thieves looking out to carry on frauds, scams, and theft. According to data presented by Finaria, crypto criminals is stolen $1.9 billion in 2020, down from $4.5 billion in 2019. In 2018, cryptocurrency crimes hit $1.7 billion, my friends. Review Cypher Trace annual crypto anti-money laundering and crime report. This figure soared to almost 165% year over year to $4.5 billion in 2019. In 2019, we witnessed an impressive growth of the entire crypto market due to COVID. And, but the crimes was actually down by 59% from 2019, dropping to $1.9 billion. Although average taking has been taking criminals actors was 160% higher in 2019 than in 2020, despite the similar number of crypto frauds showing the maturity of the crypto space and strong precaution measures against grants. It's total chaos out there. And today we're going to discuss it. The good, the bad, and the ugly of cryptocurrency. I want to introduce here on the stage, Peter. Ohanian, a father, a mentor, a speaker, a influencer, known as Mr. Live. What's up, Mr. Peter? How you doing? Hey, Carlos. How you doing out there? I'm doing phenomenal, my brother. I'm doing phenomenal. I have uh, been looking forward uh, to having this conversation um, with you. And uh, uh, before we go deep over here, I want to you know, get into your backstory because I am uh, uh, very excited about um, your story. I actually want to bring over here something on the screen uh, to share um, with our audience. Let me uh, just check something here. As you guys know, we do it live and I want to share you guys over here something because Peter has a very, very uh, um, unique story and he, this story is so uh, beautiful and um, how the whole thing came out that he has been featured everywhere. So you've been featured on, on Fox 28. You've been featured on Fox 40. You've been on Market Watch and uh, Daily Herald and Benzinga, you know, uh, MSNBC, uh, WRDE, and uh, uh, you name it. 
So uh, before we go into it, you know, as I was talking to you guys a little bit earlier about this, $1.9 billion in crypto has been stolen by hackers just last year alone. And uh, uh, Peter, you've been, you know, um, scammed yourself. And uh, I've been in this game for many, many years. I've been scammed myself as well over the years. And, uh, you know, and I love the approach that, that you took. Uh, you know, you were scammed and then, you know, you helped, unfortunately, a few people get into some of these projects. And as most YouTubers out there, they hide. They don't come forward. They don't talk about it. And you actually know you came forward and you actually talk about it to help. And uh, your, your story became so, was so fascinating that now it's been talked about in many places. So I wanted to tell us a, a little bit about, you know, like how does one man tra transformed his mess into his message? Tell me a little bit about your backstory for the people that don't know you. Who is Mr. AKA Live Peter? Mm -hmm. All right. So basically, you know, I came from a very conservative household. So I came from two parents who were extremely religious and said, you know, there are certain boundaries that I have to have. And these boundaries that were set for me were, you know, put limitations on me and didn't allow me to really grow as an individual. You know, And so by this not really allowing me to, to grow as an individual, it made it difficult because there were many experiences that a lot of my high school friends were going through that, that I couldn't even go through. And as a result, you know, it took me a much longer time to actually establish that growth that maybe I should have had in my, my early twenties or even late teens where I actually didn't have until my early thirties. And so that became a little bit more difficult. And, um, and basically as I was going forward, you know, I started realizing that what I really wanted to do is not become a psychologist, although I had a very good way of reading people. And that was the main reason why I went into psychology and I got my bachelor's degree there. But then I, I graduated and I realized that I don't know if that's really the field I want to go into. And so from there, I pivoted and I went back to school and I got my master's of arts in teaching in physical education, driver's ed, and CPR. And so basically I was able to become a health teacher, a phys ed teacher, anything in the health or phys physical you know, education field, K through 12. And um, I decided to make more of an impact that way. But even in, even in doing that, I've realized that there has been limitations even from that side too. Because the crazy thing about it when you're talking about cryptocurrency is that a lot of these teenagers, they're not even aware of how cryptocurrency works, why it's beneficial for them. Right. I had one of my kids the other day who was asking me for investment advice. And I said, look, I said, I'm your teacher. I can't give you investment advice. But what I can tell you is this, do you own any pairs of shoes in your closet and there's a female and she's like, oh, yeah. And, and I said, well, are any of them worth more than $100? She said, of course. And I said, well, how many of those do you not use? And she said, maybe like five or six that, you know, I've never worn, never plan on wearing again. I said, okay. So 
you now take a, a physical asset that you put in your closet and this physical asset that you put in your closet really gives you no value because you say, oh, it's out of style. I'm not going to wear it anymore. And then it's done. It's over with. Right. But now instead of doing that, thinking outside the box, you could actually maybe not take that that hundred dollars that that you receive for your birthday or whatever the case may be and put it towards a pair of shoes that you're never going to use and instead put it towards some digital asset that is going to grow you some kind of economic freedom for you in the future. Mm. So I love that. I mean, and I said, well, that hundred dollars, let's say if you put that in last year, that hundred dollars could have, turned into four or $500 right now. Yes. Can your shoes pay you $500? No, they can't. And you know what I love about that, Peter? You know, as you were talking about this and your daughter, I was thinking about my daughter and I, uh, whenever she buys something, she's already know. And this is the greatest advice you guys listening to us right now, listening to Peter and myself. We're gonna be dropping gems over here. And it's a great teaching moment, which is, you ask your kid when they wanna buy something, I always tell my daughter Isabella, and I talk to a lot of kids out there, and you ask yourself, is this an asset or a liability when you're about to buy? If it's a liability, it's something that you buy is gonna decrease in value. You buy a car, it decreases in value based on the type of car. Typically, most cars, 99% of them. But when you purchase something, is that an asset or a liability? Is it increasing in value? For the people that purchased Bitcoin back in 2010, if they hold their $100 diamond hands, right? They didn't listen right. to the FUD. They didn't listen to the news. They didn't listen to all the BS going on out there. And if they would hold it, those $100 now will be worth tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. And that was only 10 years ago. No other asset, and again, guys, every single thing that we talk about over here on the show is not a financial advice. I know that it's lame, but I got to drop a disclaimer. I'm not your financial advisor, but I have made a whole lot of people feel a whole lot of wiser, you know? But that's the principles, right? And, and I love this conversation, Peter, because we, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of talk out there about crypto, the good and, and the bad and the ugly. And I want you to walk me through, I mean, Tell me about it. Like, like I want to make sure that no other people watching us right now get scammed uh, by uh, certain projects out there. Since you've been scammed by a few projects, could you walk us through how did they got you and what some of your tips for others to prevent being scammed on a project? The things that you now pay close attention to. Let's go look at the devil in the eyes so that we can share with other people, other listeners listening to us to help them prevent from being scammed out there. Could you walk us through that first time when you were your, your beginning early years in crypto? Yeah, so my beginning early years in crypto started out in 2016. So that was when I first got into cryptocurrency. And um, there were a couple of projects that, that were there. And really 2016, 2017, even 2018, was the the years of the if you put in x amount of of money into cryptocurrency into this cryptocurrency we're going to pay you a fixed percentage right so this fixed percentage ratio is really impossible when you look back and you understand that the reason for this is there's no way of paying anybody a fixed variable it's literally impossible 
So in, in the world of cryptocurrency, you can't do that. You can't say we're, you put in $50 and we're going to pay you 1.6% every single day for 180 days, right? So, so that's not going to happen. But at that point in time, you know, I was much more naive and I didn't really understand. And I was kind of all, I guess you'd say, caught up in the hype of things. And, you know, I, I realized later on, obviously looking back that, of course, that wasn't the right way. But one of the things that we as entrepreneurs and as cryptopreneurs have to understand is that there are many times that we are going to go through life in all these different journeys where we are literally have to be inevitable for us to fail in order for us to just take that one step closer to success. And then maybe you need to be failing 15 or 20 times to get to that point where you're three feet from gold, yeah. right? But that's going to take some time. And it's gonna, take some you know, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about what is happening right now, right, in society. Especially if they are new, we tend to be naive. And if we, if we are at the beginning, like when I was a scam, I was, you know, many, many years ago. I, I've been studying this since 2016. I got into crypto in 2017 because the first year I was like, no, this is crazy. It's a, it's a bunch of people in the dark web doing crazy yeah. stuff. You know, all the things that we, you and I heard over the years. And, and when we see something and somebody talking about some great returns, an amazing project, and then especially if you are using the money, whether to pay your bills or to raise money to contribute, as you know, some of my causes to make poverty history, it requires a lot of money to help feed people that are facing hunger. So, you know, it's very easy to be like, wow, this could turn into something amazing. And then the mind, your first thing is uh, people. One thing that I see happen a lot out there is that is all these YouTubers out there. Many of them are gone and they talk about projects. They, they shield coins that they purchase they get the the companies the crypto companies they give them either coins or they pay them to shield to talk about it that's a, a term that we use for you guys that don't know the term shielding you are shilling a coin you are shilling a project then the youtubers go talk about it on their show then what's the behavior everybody gets excited you trust that youtube personality because now you see him on video on camera on tv on twitter and you don't do the homework. And that's a huge mistake that people, they don't study the white paper. If you go into coingeico.com and you click on each project, you can read the white paper in detail. So, so some of those are the things that we learned over the years. But I want you to, to continue because it's a, it's a fascinating topic that is going to help so many people. Because you've been through not just one time, you've been scammed a few times. And you turn it around on top. And now your, your story was all over the media because of that. So which is really, really is a fascinating story. So continue, my brother. So tell us a little bit more about that, that, that behavior. What it got you. Uh, I wanted to get, tell me, you know, me. I like to know the pinpoint. Some of you guys that know me over the years in the heart of hearts. Let me know the minutes, the millisecond. Where did they have you at? Hello. Where did they say, boom, when you say, I'm going to invest in this project, I'm going to go all in. What did they told you? How did they make a sound that you were that they got you to invest in? The, in the, let's say any one of the projects that you've been scammed by. Well, you know, some of them actually, you know, they came up with with legitimate white papers and these white papers that they came up with were, you know, at, looked at to be, you know, signed official documents with, with official photos and things like that. Um, 
but then when you dive deeper into the people that are behind the project, it's like it's like when you're when you're caught up in it in in the web of it, right? You don't realize what's going on. And then until you take a step back, do you only fully understand the scope of what you're involved with? Yeah. And so th that's where it becomes difficult. But one of the things that I realized is, especially now, really, for the past year plus, and piggybacking what you were saying, Carlos, you know, whenever I do a Facebook Live and I'm talking about a coin or I'm talking about what I think could possibly happen in the future, I say, hey, look, don't take Mr. Live's advice. Do your own research, compare it to other YouTubers, compare it to other influencers that are out there, compare it to other people in the cryptocurrency space. And if all the stars align and you think it's a good idea and you want to make that informative decision for yourself, then maybe it's a good idea for you to jump in. Yeah. Right. But all those things have to be said so they understand it's the, oh, we're just going to take by what he says and go in. No, that's not the way it works. Yeah. So everybody needs to do their independent research. That's critical nowadays, especially when it comes to cryptocurrency. Just look at the BSC chain, right? There are so many projects coming out on a daily basis. There's even on Telegram, there is a, a coin market uh, cap and a coin gecko alert system. So they don't say anything about the project. They give you the contract address. And they say, hey, it's going to be pump one, pump two, and pump three at this point in time. Wow. So when I joined that, just to see what it was all about, there was 1,600 subscribers. Now there's over 80,000 subscribers. So now you have 80,000 people that have early access immediately to exactly when these coins are going to come out. So that's why when all these coins are listed on CoinMarketCap and CoinGecko, there's a huge initial pump is because 80,000 people know about it already. And a large percentage of them are actually just investing without even doing any research. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy, you know, uh, Peter, and for you guys listening to us, guys, this is so important. We are, uh, we are, uh, you know, literally trying to prevent, you know, millions of people from not being scammed. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our mistake as we've both been scammed by other projects out there, by being naive at our early years in crypto. And I do a lot of advice for projects as yourself, right? And I've been doing a lot of advice working with artists and uh, in the NFT space. And as I go through the, the rabbit hole, it's crazy the stuff that's happening out there. People, they are literally buying entire Discord bots and communities and, and, and fake accounts, fake followings, just to make it look like they're Discord communities, which is one of the things that we normally teach. When you go look into an NFT, when you go look into a crypto project, look at how many followers they have on Telegram, on Discord, on Twitter, and then two, are they engaging with each other? But as I was digging deeper and giving advice, I started seeing patterns of like, this is these are not real people. These are bots that are bought, you know, to make it look like they are great projects. And I was like, what are scumbags? And it just, you know, I mean, I come, from, I, I hate seeing people being cheated or hurt, not because it happened to me when I was a child growing up in Brazil, but it's just the principle. I'm military. I'm old school. I hate seeing people, you know, you, you know, no harming. If you want to piss me off, if I see somebody harming children, woman or lying. You get Carlos to get a pissed off. But, you know, and, and that's why I'm loving that we're having this conversation here so that other people, they can, uh, you know, prevent themselves from doing it. 
But you know, let's continue because it's fascinating to me. What are other things, Peter, that you are seeing out there in that can help other people prevent themselves from being, uh, you know, cheated? So I actually, the way I learned and really fully understand projects, I've never really learned charts, right? So I never had the time to really go through and see and do the TA, the technical analysis side. But what I did learn is the fundamental analysis and I became really good at it. So now I know exactly how to look into a project and basically spot any kind of red flags before they're even shown. So, you know, if official documents are extremely important. You know, seeing a team is the is the team itself, especially in the BSC projects, you know, is the team doxed? Because if they're not doxed, if they're not, you know, visible or you don't know who they are, which is what doxed means, then that's going to be difficult because how do you know who's actually behind the project? And if you don't know who's behind the project, then they could just run away at any point in time. And then it's like you're giving your money to whatever and they could liquidate the whole project and run. So, you know, finding out about that is extremely important. Going into the detail of really, you know, what is the, the true circulating supply of the coin? What is the maximum supply? What is the market cap? What is the diluted market cap, right? These are all things that are important to understand when you're looking at a coin. If you see a, a coin uh, on the on the <clears throat> Ethereum space, for example, so like Stratos is a really good example. Great project, great people behind the project. You know, there's there's about eight million coins in in circulation of the you know hundred million coins, and so that's a really low circulating supply, and that's going to promote a lot of growth going forward because they're going to use that as a as a metaverse aspect to allow decentralization fully into the metaverse and allow metaverse projects to grow and so that's really big right so if you look at a coin and you say oh it's already three or four dollars but you look at the supply and if the supply is low and the circulating supply is much lower than that and the market cap isn't really that high and you compare, okay, so what is this coin doing to a project that's like it, that's already got a high market cap? You can make your analysis to figure out, okay, well, is this going to be more of a pro for me or is this going to be a con, right? So you can make your analysis that way and then basically figure out if it's good for you or not. I love that, but I love that, you know, especially uh, because as you and I know, people are, especially scammers out there, they are literally copying entire projects literally copying and pasting it's very easy to create a coin you know like say on certain chains i'm not going to name any chains over here because i talk to a lot of different chains and but it's not it's very simple ladies and gentlemen to create a coin and copy and paste a great project and just make a few changes in their name and that's why it's important to do this homework uh, that peter and i are discussing here which is you know look into the telegrams the discord channels look into the white paper comparing the circulating supply you know the 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 they have going on making sure there is a market cap for that particular project on coin geico and coin market cap that you know it, that if something looks fishy it's gonna be fishy you feel me so it, it, we definitely we have to do the homework because it's super important <laughs> because again this is the the ugly and the bad side of crypto that 
you know, a lot of people out there, they, they, they talk about, but they nobody comes forward because, I mean, your life, you've been threatened before, but because you are doing the right thing, you were scammed and you told a few people and then you came forward instead of hiding like many YouTubers do to talk about it and explain and, and you know, help every single person that benefited. But again, 90% were happy with the outcome, but it's always that 10%. It's like we talk about it a lot on whenever, because you go live a lot. I do the show. I'm very active on Twitter and on Instagram and Wisdom. And I'm constantly teaching. And I always tell people, it's nothing is financial advice here. We are giving you guys educational, uh, for all for educational purposes. Take it and learn it. Like people often ask me about NFTs. But like, look, look at the NFTs out there. JPEGs are selling for 100000 to a $1 million for a freaking JPEG of an animal. And now, you know, shout out uh, for the uh, Matrix NFTs that I am, you know, talking about very, uh, very openly on social media. It's a billion dollar franchise. You know, it's a really established franchise. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate to get the NFTs very cheap early on. In my humble opinion, they're going to be value at thousands to tens of thousands within the future. Again, not a financial advice, but if you can buy one for a couple of hundred dollars and hold on to them. You know, because now it's a project that's a movie, it's a franchise behind it. It's already marketing, it's already free with the movie itself. Those are the things that I look at. The community is huge. You know, it's a large community. It's backed up by Warner Bros. And, you know, so it's those are the things that I look for in projects. And that's why my family and I bought a whole bunch of them. And I like to talk about it. And because as you guys know me, I donate, I buy those projects, I support many NFT projects out there, and I donate the proceeds to help people that are facing hunger in Brazil, people that are not working, people that they literally, they don't have a job. If they don't eat, they're going to die. And that's the stuff that fires me up because that's not all bad in the crypto space. You know, look at what uh, Vitalik did. You know, crypto billionaire donated a billion dollars to India, one billion. This guy is like less than 30 years old. He gave it away a billion dollars with the capital B. They should have put a capital on that B right there. So I want to know, like, what is, you know, your crypto is doing for society? Why? What is your, you know, Nasdaq companies doing for society? How much money are they donating above and beyond? This over here is above and beyond the tax bracket, a billion dollars. You feel me? And that's the stuff that fires me up that nobody, the media, the news, they don't make a big deal about it and that's why i like to talk about both sides you know like i say whispers from the devil and the whispers from god let's look at them both and just deal with it and feel the layers of the onion it's like peter came forward he'd been scammed he came forward he'd been threatening you know and now his story was picked up and everybody started talking about now he, he turned his life around and he's helping people so there is a lot of good things that are happen happening in this space and that's how he you know how one man transformed his, you know, mess into his message is, you know, the gentleman that we have on the stage. And, and, and speaking of that, Peter, you know, I want you to, you know, to tell me now, like, what are you working on that you are excited about? Because now the metaverse is here, uh, the blockchain, the internet, the interwebs, the web 3.0. And ladies and gentlemen, the web 3.0, for the ones that don't know, it's basically the internet being reborn, but now it's decentralized. It's peer to peer. It belongs to all of us. It's more inclusive. 
It allows people to come in from the barrios of La Ciudad de Mexico to the hoods of Baltimore and LA to the favelas of Brazil where the struggle is real. You feel me? And that's now the interwebs are coming together. There's so many amazing things that are happening in the industry. Peter, now you are, you know, you involved in newer projects now. They are doing great. And I want to tell us about what are you working on? What are you excited about? You know, this whole thing coming together because now we live in this content created economy and you are part of a great project that uses that content created economy that can help people out there. Can you talk us a little bit about that project? Yeah. So in uh, in late February, I was approached to be involved with a project called Energy. And um, I didn't really know that much about it. Again, I did my due diligence, did my research, um, had an hour and 15 minute recorded phone call with the developer of the project and realized, wow, this could really be something special. And so, you know, from as we talked about earlier and us being scammed of different things, you know, there were things that I was looking for. Are you in control of your own funds? Yes, you are. Do you have the capability of taking out of a staking contract without being locked in? Yes, you do. Do you have the ability of, you know, creating a way to incentivize, to share with others, and that reward is paid directly to your wallet where you're in full control? Yes, you are. So those three things were there. Then I started looking at the supply of the coin. And then energy supply was $4.3 million. And to me, that was not their circulating supply, right? So that wasn't our circulating supply. That was maximum. And so when you think about how many millions of people across the world know about Bitcoin and how many are actually invested, and then you take that supply, which is 21 million and 18.7 are in circulation right now, and then you take our supply, where almost nobody in the world knows about it. And it's already less than one fourth of the supply of Bitcoin with honestly, when it comes out a much stronger use case and in a, a much more institutional use case going forward for many people, it becomes something quite powerful. Wow, so, I love you. And people are blowing up over here on the uh, on the messages uh, uh, for you guys that are live with us. Shout out uh, uh, to you know Stacy, and I love to give a shout out as we go in live. As you guys know, we don't edit it. We're here. We go along full on, baby. Shout out uh, uh, Dagma. She's like energy is an amazing project. Uh, so glad I got on the first day. What they are coming out with we, very soon will blown everyone away. Top-notch leadership, developers, and most of integrity. Wow, that's awesome. And then a shout-out, uh, LinkedIn, uh, uh, Tony Taylor. You know, we got people here from everywhere, guys. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Periscope. Shout-out to all of you guys. If I don't get to all of you, you guys know that I love all of you. And uh, I just wanted to give you guys a shout doing this live. But continue, Peter, because that's interesting. Because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to say about the metaverse. And the metaverse is just one tiny you know, spec of it. It's way bigger. This is bigger than, you know, the blockchain. You know, there's so many amazing projects out there, but it's also the created economy. My understanding is that you got, you know, I don't know how much you can talk about it, uh, you know, because now a lot of content creators out there, they can literally take their content, their courses, their books, and they can bring that into the blockchain, into the metaverse, and then, you know, 
earn it, you know, a great amount for that and being creative about how they position in their brand within the metaverse. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So essentially energy is the, is the ecosystem. And what we're coming out with is a decentralized app called Starstake. And Starstake allows any content creator who has an IP of their own to actually take that physical or digital IP. So it could be even something like a medical device that you can actually create a contract for and be able to stake it. But here's, here's what sets us apart from anybody else. In the NFT space, you can buy an NFT and you can sell an NFT. But first and foremost, you can't get back guaranteed for what you paid for it. So if you paid one Ethereum for an NFT and you all of a sudden two months later said, I'm going to sell that for one Ethereum, but that NFT isn't really worth that anymore. Now it's only worth 0.2 Ethereum. You either we see it. that. And we see that quite a bit in this space. Yep. Many, many projects. I always talk about 90% of all NFT projects out there. You know, it's all about the money. And uh, so I'm glad that you're talking about this topic because it is a, a very controversial topic. But let's go into it. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this conversation. And so, yeah, so, so, so you either have to hold it longer to when it actually can have the value that you need to get back to that one Ethereum or you sell it at a loss. So what we did and we said, you know what, instead of doing that, we're going to create something called NFT bucks, which are backed by our transactional coin Energy Go, which works directly and that's going to be rebranded, but which works directly with the USDC as far as backing. So now someone can take their NFT bucks and maybe they get one that's rare. Let's say they buy one for $500, but it's a rare one. It's classified as rare. If they get that, now they can go on to OpenSea. They can sell that for whatever they want. But at any given point in time, they can redeem that for the exact price that they paid for it in USDC. Now, that's not seen anywhere Wow. across all of cryptocurrency hold on let me let me let me make sure that i can uh, that i hear you right so that i can explain i like to explain things to society in fifth grade you know terms so if i hear you correctly as of now if anybody that has purchased an, uh, an nft in the crypto space you probably 90 percent of them went to crap as we know it and because you're not able, if you pay one Ethereum today for uh, NFTs out there, typically the odds of you getting more is going to be very unlikely if there is not a strong community, a strong leader behind, they have a strong roadmap, all the things to look for as we are talking about over here, doing your homework. But what you just finished saying, if I hear, understand you correctly, that I can explain to my audience is that by purchasing a rare NFT or a NFT, through your projects, through your companies, if somebody pay $500 for that, let's say they cannot sell it for that a month or two from now on OpenSea on another, uh, you know, let's call it another website that sells NFTs for you guys that are new. What you are saying is that they can, they are able to go back into your blockchain, to your metaverse, into your world and say, hey, I no longer want this NFT. I paid $500. I want to get my $500 back. 
and no questions asked. Did you just say that? Yep. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that I hear right, you know, you know, because it is a big deal, guys. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an advisor and a consultant in this industry, so this is very ambitious. So I, I like what I am hearing it because it is different. So continue. I just want to make sure that I hear what I hear. <laughs> so, so to take it a step further, anybody who has an IP of any kind, an intellectual property, they can create an INFT. An INFT is actually uh, the technology itself and the way it's done is patented by us. And so no one else can really duplicate that. And so when we created the INFT or it's called the infinity NFT, we gave the people the ability to stake in the future licensing revenue of a particular person's IP. So let's take a YouTube creator, for example. A YouTube creator has a channel of, let's say, 500 subscribers, and they say, okay, you know what, I'm going to take my videos, and instead of just putting them on YouTube, I'm going to now put them here as well, and here we're going to create this contract with that YouTube creator and anybody else who decides to stake in their intellectual property, and they're going to get future licensing revenue of that project creator, you know, as they continue to grow. So let's say now that YouTuber is maybe has 5,000 subscribers and is producing much more video content. But let's say now that person decided to take their NFT bucks and instead of going to sell them on OpenSea or redeeming them for $500 USDC, they said, you know what, I'm going to deposit that $500 for that NFT bucks that I bought and I'm going to stake it in this YouTube creator. Well, now that royalty skyrockets. So that person is now able to earn more money just from that. And that in itself becomes a passive income for that individual. But so no, go ahead. Cause I got I want to ask you a question about this. Okay. Keep your thought. Cause I don't want to forget this, but in addition to that, the creator can take all of their content and put it into our creator hub and post it all for free. So they can take their, their all of their videos, they can, they can post that for free or a book publishing deal or whatever the case may be, and they can create their own access economy. So if they want to hand out backstage passes and say, hey, if you purchase this much NFT bucks, you're going to get backstage passes or you're going to get car we have we have people that are going to come on that are going to give away cars. Literally, they're going to give away cars. So these are things that you can do with our access economy. And on top of that, they can even create their own NFT bucks with their own logos. So now it becomes completely branded to that individual. Wow. Wow. So hold on. So let's explain this over here to our audience in yep. case if you are new. So for any fans of, let's say, Gary Vee, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jay Paul, whoever is the people that you follow on YouTube over the last 10, 20 years, what you are saying, if 10, 20 years ago, if this would be available back then, what you are saying that they couldn't literally come over here to you guys 
stake it, all those coins, and their followers, they're already following them on YouTube. They would, let's say, stake, you know, a couple of hundred dollars in coins into their brand. And as we all know, their brand became 20, 50, 100 million dollar brands. And if they would have done that, that 100, 200 dollars that they staked 20 years ago, could it be worth hundreds of thousands right now? Possibly, yeah. technically yeah. speaking. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so let's let's just take a YouTube example, right? So if, if I subscribe to a YouTube channel, I can subscribe to that channel. I can gain the content from the knowledge that that creator provides me, but I have no financial stake in their future. This creates an ability for the average investor to actually have a way of being paid future royalties on that specific YouTube creator's future success. And anybody can do it. Anyone. Any background says low as 50 bucks, $100. We can teach somebody in Brazil, in Africa, any, you know, uh, be, you know, uh, countries where we know that that 50 bucks goes a long way. You know what I like it about this? It's because now if you're going to be following somebody and watching their videos, you already know what's going to happen. Their brand is going to grow. Therefore, the income will grow. If you share with others, now it's more people coming to the community and that will grow. That's exactly what happened to Bitcoin and Ethereum and many other projects out there. But now you guys are taken to a whole nother level. Yeah. By literally, you are combining, as if I'm hearing you correctly, the, the, the blockchain, the metaverse, NFTs, and going a few more layers deeper. I feel like this is the inception movie of the NFTs. You know, it's like, but continue. This is very interesting, Peter. And, 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 and how is it going? How is the project going? And is there any things that you can share with us? that I don't want to push you to share any extras, but you know, what are you allowed to share with the, the world? Well, one of the main things is that we found that it becomes very expensive to stake on the Ethereum network. Yes. And as a result, we've decided to move from Ethereum and move to the scaling solution of Matic. So that is now given that capability. And so in the next few weeks, when StarStake launches, then we are going to have Matic available. So instead of people paying maybe 80 to $200 for gas fees, now they'll pay less than a dollar to actually stake it, which is going to become much more affordable, which is going to open that up to a lot of other countries that couldn't ordinarily participate because it was too expensive for them because the staking reward, the staking ability was just out of their league. Wow. And so now we open that up to the more average individual. I love that. And guys, when you for you guys that are new here, uh, whenever Peter said the word gas fees, it's not gas for the car. Those are transaction fees on the blockchain. You know, Ethereum yeah. is a very expensive uh, to conduct transactions there, which matter, by the way, they are working on that right now. So as time goes by, think, fingers crossed, uh, things are going to be getting much better for Ethereum. But I love it that you guys are now using Matic, which is another chain, ladies and gentlemen, that their fees, imagine having the, uh, the ability to put pay $5 a gas, like I live in California, even the lowest gas station is 5 bucks. If I go to Palo Alto, hang out with a few friends in Silicon Valley, it's more like $7, $8 for a gallon. <laughs> and then, but imagine $7, $8 versus like 25 cents for a gallon. That's what we are talking about over here. That's why, and I'm very happy that you guys are doing through Matic because I love uh, what they are doing there and some of their roadmaps and the things that are happening within Matic chain itself.
tremendous network. That's awesome news. I'm very happy uh, to hear that. And uh, uh, anything else Peter, that you would love to leave uh, I mean, your audience with? I know, I know time has been going so fast. We're here for almost like 45 minutes now, and I'm very excited. So as we're getting close, uh, getting ready to wrap up here, Peter, where is the best place that they can follow you so that they can continue this conversation to learn more about this project, to learn more about yourself? What is the best place that they can go to, my brother? Yeah, the easiest mode of contact for me uh, would be either my email address, which is I-A-M-E-T-C-L-I-V-E, I-M-E-T-C. Live and the ETC stands for Education Technology and Cryptocurrency at gmail.com. Or where you can actually interact with me the most is on Facebook. And so you'll be able to find me there on Facebook. And there you will be able to interact with the lives that I have. You'll be able to interact with me. We could set up phone calls if you want to get involved with energy or other various projects and you know i'm happy to assist anyone that needs any kind of help i want to make sure that i have the facebook correct it's pete ohenia not peter correct correct so we have the correct spelling here they say okay great so for you guys listening to me it's facebook.com forward slash pete p is in peter e t is in tango e the letter o is in oscar henian h o no h a n y a n Pete Ohanian. And then again, his email address is imetclive at gmail.com. Yep. Very, very cool, my brother. That's awesome, Peter. And one of well, the last question that I ask on the show, my friend, for every guest that comes over here, I do this to every single one of you, and it's 100 years from now, and you are 130 years old. <laughs> and uh, it's your eulogy going to be a lot of people there. It's not going to be enough places uh, to park all the cars or the Ubers to drive through or the people to fly into their jets. And they're going to be reading your eulogy. And they're going to say, you know, Peter O'Hanian, incredible human being, impact millions and millions of lives through his uh, Mr. AKA lives, teaching and educating others so that they don't went through what you went through. And now you use that that you know the, those scams the, those the, those bad you know mistakes and investments that you've done in your life and now you are flipping it around and you helped millions of people now achieve financial freedom and better their families and their lives and they're gonna say peter ohanian was dot 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 in peter ohanian's own words what are they gonna say my friend on your eulogy hmm peter ohanian was humble, courageous, and always encouraging when others are down. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another phenomenal episode of the Carlos Inspire Show. I told you guys, whenever I put in secret guests, on the show, you guys know you guys are gonna be in for a treat, and that's why I'm very happy for every. As you guys know, ladies and gentlemen, this show is free. 
is a way to give back to humanity when I'm no longer here and my guests is a place, is a library that you can come in and listen and watch. And that's why we bring so many amazing people here on our show from UFC legends like Frank Shimrock to Sharon Lecter, the godmothers of personal development. My friends are no longer here. They're already went to the next life, such as Frank Schenkwitz, the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, many, many amazing people. My brother Scott Page from Pink Floyd. And we have amazing more leaders that come in on this show. And if you could just do us one favor, tag one more person to listen to this show and follow us in every possible podcast and social media account out there. Follow Peter on Facebook account. Follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, Carlos Inspire, on Twitter, Coach Cicada, on Clubhouse, Carlos Inspire, on everywhere, Carlos Inspire. If you go on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Google and Amazon Music, just type in Carlos Inspire Show. Give us a follow, I will drop a review, and just bring one more person here so they can be educated and receive this education that we are bringing here on a weekly basis every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5.35 Pacific PM. And you guys know the drill. Life is all about the mission, never the commission. And whenever you guys are feeling down, my friends, feel like giving up, feel like things are being difficult, Picture a 6'5", 350-pound Brazilian teddy bear hugging you, lifting you out of the floor, looking you in the eyes and saying, the days that breaks us are truly the days that makes us. God bless you all. My brother Peter, such an honor to have you here on the show, my friend. Thank you, Carlos.